Come join Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, where we talk about all things consignment. Hey, ladies. How are y'all today? Hi, Tiffany. How are you? Hi. Hi. Y'all, it's it's our favorite. Today's the C-Chat Spotlight, and we've we've got somebody coming. I'm excited. All right. Her name is Maria. That's all I want to tell you right now, because you know I like to hold on to that for our conversation. I think it's better when it comes straight from the business owner's mouth, and they can give you details about their business. Because if we're going to tell you everything, why bring her on? So (laughs) let's go and let her tell us all about Maria and what she does. All right, here we go. Hey, Maria. How are you? Good, good, good. How are you doing today? Oh, we're great. We are so excited to have you join us. We have, um, we've told people that Maria's coming, but we've told nobody anything about Maria. So we're going to let you do that for us and tell everybody we'll start first with the beginning information they need to know. And that is what's the name of your business and where you're located. I'm actually in San Jose, so I'm located right by the eBay's headquarters. I think it's about 30 minutes, 20 minutes away from where I live, which is really cool. So I tend to check out the eBay meetups and I'm a co-host there with a couple other people. So that's really fun. Yeah. You're on the inside track with eBay. That's so neat. (laughs) Yeah, it's really cool because we do get, you know, I've seen executives come in. Um, I've I've met Jordan Sweetnam. I met um, Harry Temkin like two or three times. He was super cool when he was part of the eBay team. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people that you see, Brian Burke is just there all the time. I've met Griff. I can't even count. Griff's always fun. He's always like a, a really great person when he's there and everything and so now I've heard you on the eBay for business podcast twice I at least twice I don't know if there's more is there more I think it's two or three times yeah okay totally yeah for sure for sure it's it's always been fun I've recorded um I've recorded it those times actually I just realized um two were before COVID so it is three times two were before COVID um, I recorded at eBay and then one of them was we were like in COVID it was like May 2020 And we were talking about Mm -hmm. shifting business and everything because originally before, um, right now, if you go into my store, I sell luxury handbags. I've shifted to luxury handbags before I was selling, um, event wear, nice, nice clothing. I always Mm -hmm. jokingly tell people the stuff that you're going to wear when you go see an ex, you know, um, (laughs) so (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Right. So, um, I, you know, and you, you want to buy it on a budget or, you know, you're going to wear it once, you know, I, for a lot of people, they'll buy something for a family member's wedding that they know can only wear this once I'm going to be in 400 Facebook photos, 200 Instagram pictures. So I, you know, and so they'll buy it for me pre-owned or, or at a discount or whatever, but we all know, um, events, uh, events still aren't really happening at this point, you know? So my entire business had to shift. And so I shifted to handbags. So we were talking about what I was doing at the time. Like my business basic, literally not even basically went to zero. I I didn't have any, I didn't have any income. This is, I do this, you know, part-time. So I I was lucky. I had the privilege of, I have full-time work and everything. Mm -hmm that was, that was my reality at the time. I was like, okay, how can I pivot? How can I shift? And and I did, and I'm actually doing better than I was before, which is even, which is even nicer. actually. That's fantastic. What is yes. the name of your business for those that are hearing luxury handbags? Oh, yeah. Where? Cause you know me, I'm going bing, bing, bing. 
Let everybody know <laughs> the name of your business. It's the Stylister, and you can find me. Um, so my website is www.thestylister.com. I'm on eBay as the Stylister and Poshmark as the Stylister. All so right, great. And we'll link yeah, that. We're going to get into all. Of, we're going to get into all of that. Actually, I'm excited about that. I know, and you kind of were touching on it. Now I want to know why'd you start your business? Tell us a little more about that and about your pivot and all that you did there. Yeah, for sure. So um, I started, I actually, I, I called eBay because I had a, I had an issue with the case. Um, and the person was like, thank you for being with us for 14 years and six months. So I found out I've been selling on eBay for 14 years and six months. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. Just, uh, uh, yeah, which is really crazy because I didn't, I thought I was actually selling for 12 years, which is really like, I'm like bad at, I don't know. I did, I did get season math. So, you know, that, that like literally kind of correlates. Uh, I basically started selling because for the same reason I had, um, I had a lot of clothing and, you know, at the time in the aughts, I'm, I'm sure you guys, you know, I had Facebook and MySpace and you would have these albums and you're, it's the same outfit. So then I'd be like, okay, well, what can I do with this? So then I went to take it to a secondhand store like one of the mid-range ones to go traveling um overseas they were brand new I paid like $300 at the time which was a lot of money they offered me I think like $14 or seven they, they $12 they offered me less than 20 and I was like no and then I had worn a dress to a cousin's wedding which was it was a BCBG dress it was my cousin so I bought something nice to wear you know, and again, I was in an, I was in so many albums. I was in my cousin's album. I was in my own album, my sister's album. And so I said, let me try and sell that dress to them too. And I think they offered me like $7 or $12. And this was a, a, a BCBG at the time, you know, you guys know it was a, it, like one of those mid to high end mm-hmm. brands. So I said, and, and so I said, well, I, I buy stuff on eBay all the time. I buy vinyl records. I buy like weird vintage clothing that I like eighties, leather jackets, whatever. So I put them up and my stuff sold like all anything I was listing was selling. And it was whether it was the Zara dress I wore once or something from Topshop or anything nicer, it, it would just sell. So then I kind of it's like, oh, cool. I, you know, this is I'm making money by wearing my clothes and it's not sitting in my closet. And I'm a, I'm a selfish person. I, I'm like, I spent too much money to give this away. I'm, I'm a horrible person. And that's how what I felt at the time. I was like, I, I, I spent way too much on this to give this to the goodwill. And, um, <laughs> and, you know, that's, and then, so I shifted from there and that's actually how I ended up selling my stuff. So what is your primary source of inventory now? Still the same? You got your, um, you started with yourself, which we've talked about before is always such yeah. a good way to start is start yeah. with what's in your home. <laughs> is yeah. that still solely what you're doing or what other sources of inventories? So part of my inventory that I'm selling is still mine. I would say probably about um, maybe 10 to 20% stuff I've worn one or once or twice. And it's actually made me much more conscious about what I buy and where I buy and how I buy, because now I buy stuff that I know will sell brands that will sell. And then, (laughs) you know, I, and then this year I tried to do, or what I've been doing and and so far I've been pretty successful except for um, staple stuff like, um, like a rare, I guess it's, it's that embarrassing to say. I don't know. Is that allowed to say on like YouTube? But everybody wears it, or they should. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like undergarments or like uh, Levi's jeans that I need to wear every day to work, or Hanes mm-hmm. t-shirts. Everything I've been buying is made in the USA or made in Europe, or you know, sustainable fashion. So, mm-hmm. or it's been pre-owned. So then I'm not, I'm not hurting the environment. And if I'm not, you know, if I am, I'm, 
an eight-year-old's not making it for me, which I'm trying very hard to do, you know, and that's, it's not easy because I have to look at the label or I have to make sure that the brand is, you know, and, the, and so I've, I, that's how I've been doing that. So my wardrobe has been pretty good. So it's about 20%. And then um, I have consignment people that I know that I'm, I sell their stuff mm-hmm. and then suppliers. And then I was doing a lot of retail arbitrage before I would say 70% of my selling was retail arbitrage um, before COVID hit. So I was going, I was going shopping and I knew mm-hmm. what was on trend, what was selling and I would just snag it, take pictures or, or, you know, and then just list it and I, it would sell, you know, Nordstrom Rack was, and always will be my best friend. <laughs> so. yeah, I mean, you have an unbelievable knowledge of fashion and trends and really stay on top of things, which is you know, very impressive. How like any, and you have here, plug your eBay or your eBay, your Facebook group, because I know you guys do a lot of work with, um, fashion and trends. Oh. Uh, fashion sellers selling on eBay. And I, I definitely try and talk about fashion, what's on trend and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm like, my mom was very much aware of shopping and she would shop. I would shop well as a kid. I, I, I say like, I, I come from that privilege where I, my, I shopped in like department stores. I shopped at Lomans. Lomans was, wasn't, I, I should say Lomans. I loved Lomans as a kid. Actually, when I was a small child, I hated it because my mom and my aunts would go and they would shop for hours and we'd be yeah. stuck hanging out at the racks. But when I got older, it was, um, it was the best place to shop because there would be just these amazing deals where, and then, and, you know, and that was my original retail arbitrage spot because I would just get these deals, like free people, amazing free, free people clothing. And it would just be like 80% off because people wow. here in the Bay area wouldn't, it's not that style here. Mm-hmm. And then I would list it and it would just sell in one or two days because this was before you could actually, you know, like people were actually buying online and brands were really selling online and they were going on eBay instead. And it's kind of where my knowledge of fashion came. I just was always taught to buy on sale, buy well, you know, um, buy well made. That's I was taught. I, I learned how to buy, like touch something. I'm like, this is good material. Look at it. Where is it made? What is the brand? And I really learned to kind of, I learned to source without sourcing, you know, when I wasn't even sourcing. So yeah. So that's kind of how I got my experience. I, my mom. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's when I feel like such a success when I'm outsourcing and I just touch something and I'm like, I don't know this brand, but I can tell it's something special. Mm-hmm. And when I learn a new brand that way, I feel like it's such a big success. Like, you know, woohoo! I learned this and it's all because I just the quality. I knew the quality. So. Right. Yeah. You can, you can touch it and you know, immediately where it's like, this is, this is a heavy knit this is a really nice silk, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. your hands do your hands. know. you know, stitching. I wouldn't have known, you know, Walmart from the product 10 years ago. Like I couldn't have told the difference. Now I don't understand how anybody could not know the difference, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like I, but I couldn't, it's just amazing what you pick up as you're going through all of this. Um, So you maintain like a very, high end kind of line and stylister is, is fairly high end or very high end. I would say in mine, how do you keep those limits and how do you decide what you're going to, you know, what you're going to source or sell or consign versus, you know, things you're going to pass on. How do you keep that level? I, I, it's, it's basically been a, a <coughs> deduction. What is a, um, the uh, trial by error? So I learned, um, I, you know, certain brands really sell and then other ones, other ones wouldn't. 
So then I just slowly eliminated them or brands that I thought would totally sell. They would just, they would sit. I had this, um, I'll give you an example. This, it was a Donna Karan, New York made in USA. So the, from the nineties, it was this neoprene vest. It was straight up neoprene, amazing material. It still had, I don't know if you guys remember like the rectangle Nordstrom tag on it. The one that was like, you could tear it into pieces. Like it was like the perforation. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was still on there. It was totally dead stock early nineties. It sat in my store for six years, six years. And I sold it like three weeks ago to someone in New York off of wall street of all places. So, (laughs) which I thought was kind of random, but I don't know, maybe someone was having it mailed to their work, but I just thought it was the most interesting thing where I thought that would totally sell because I said, this is Donna Karan, it's not DKNY, it's it's Donna Karan, New York. It's mm-hmm. it's the 90s one when it was when it was such a really nice brand. And I thought this is gonna sell no, no, no doubt. And it it took it took quite some time. So now it's interesting that you didn't give up on that because that is a, a conversation I hear constantly yeah. in our ind- industry is like, how long do you hold on to something? How, you know, when do you when do you let it go? When do you donate it? And I personally rarely take anything out of inventory and donate it. And I have stuff that is five and six years old selling fairly consistently. I never give up on it. And Tiffany never gives up. <laughs> like, do Tiffany's you ever not a quitter say, yet. Not to work? <laughs> do you ever say it's not going to work or I can't do this? I think, um, I think there are some items. Well, when I first was trying to, um, to buy or to do that kind of, I had bought stuff that I thought would sell, but didn't. And I realized I'm getting it. I'm not getting any watchers, you know, just, and and that was at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was stuff that I bought that was basically, it was crap, you know, and there's like no other way to word it. I was like, oh, this would be really cool. Someone would totally be interested in it. And absolutely no one was interested in it. I got three hits a month and I said, okay, Mm -hmm. so this is not, this was a bad idea. So those I did get rid of. Mm-hmm. But I've gotten to the point where um, I think the last time I gave something away was pre-COVID. I gave, it was a leather, it was an 80s leather jacket. It was um, windlet and it was new and the leather was buttery soft. It just didn't photograph that well. And it just, I, I really wished, I said, if this were to go, someone were to see it on, In person. It would be totally, yeah, you would need to try this on, you know, and it, that was something that I ended up giving away and I made sure the tag was on. And I said, well, if goodwill, you know, somebody might find it and really like it because it was a really not the leather was probably one of the softest leathers I've ever touched. And it was made here in the States um, when, when it was still making um, their leather. I don't know. I don't think they're in business anymore. I assume they're not in business, but um, yeah, I don't it's, it's one of those things. I think that was the last thing, just stuff that I know will not, will not go you know, okay. um, but it's, that's, it has to be like, I would say uh, like no one will, would be interested in this and not even, I I've have, like, I think I have like top shop body suits. I've had the range, um, mm-hmm. only literally only the last year, year and a half, I really boosted and going into more luxury. It just kind of happened. And it was really because of COVID and, and how I was able to source and find my source, a source of, um, for inventory and everything. Yeah, and I think a lot of people uh, want to make that that 
reach into higher ends. Like we do some high ends, but you know, a lot of ours is, is mid range type of items. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people that want to make that reach and are a little intimidated. So I think you'd probably be a pretty good resource for people to really see, you know, what that takes and that How sort of that. thing. Yeah. I tell people, any, anybody who's asked me and I will give this advice, it takes time. You can't list something that's three or $400 or $500 and expect it to sell in a week or two week, two weeks or a month. It might take two or three months. It might take six months. It might take a year. You know, that that's, that's kind of the nature of, of, of higher end. And you also, I, people hate hearing this, but you have to accept returns because Imagine you want to buy something like you yourself. And this is, this is someone, you know, as you, as, as a seller, imagine as a buyer, I'm going to spend $600 on a handbag. I haven't touched. I haven't smelled. I haven't put it on to see if it works with me. I, what do the colors look like? What does the leather feel like? You know, does it smell like cigarettes in there? Is there a stain that I missed? Is this going to be perfect? So you, I do accept, I do accept returns. And you know, I will say I have gotten, I got a bag that was heavily used. It was the same bag. She used it for straight up a month. She probably went on vacation somewhere and then she returned it back to me, you know, and I, I, she got 50% off, mm-hmm. you know, and I showed eBay. I uploaded the pictures. I said, it's heavily damaged. It's not, you know, it was a Louis Vuitton speedy. And then I had to relist it. I, I discounted it because the inside was just not in as good condition. I ended up still selling it. I, I didn't lose any money, but there's that risk. But for the, I would say right now at this point, I've sold about 200 handbags, which is crazy because I didn't sell any handbag I'd sold before was my personal something random. It was not luxury or high end at the time. I, it, that was the one time I've had a problem. So I've been, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I didn't get somebody sending me back a knockoff. I haven't gotten knock on wood or anything like that. You know, I have people say, Oh, it's fake. And I'm, I'm insane. So then when they open the case, I upload the certificate of the authentication and I'm like, here's mm-hmm. the authentication. Thank you for returning it. You know? And then I relist it and hundred percent of the time I've actually sold it for more, which is my good. I'm like, this is my good karma. So, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really good example. Like no matter what you're doing, you're going to run into these obstacles. It's just dealing oh, with absolutely. that. It, you're going to, ex- they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think you're a really good example of that. So, all right. So we talked a lot about listing and inventory, but I really, really uh, fell in love with your presentation at eBay open. And it was all about branding. And I thought you just had such good points that probably every reseller I've ever talked to really could benefit from hearing. And like, how, how did you get into that? How did you present at eBay open and what got you like so interested in branding? So my branding, I ended up realizing when I, and I look at things, I don't look at it from a business. I like, I don't look at things from a seller perspective. I try and tell people when I run my business, I look at it from a buyer. I like mm-hmm. buying, right? I, I actually, I love buying. Okay. I love spending. <laughs> there's nothing more fun in life yeah. than spending money, you know, or I don't know, maybe like uh, having a child or something like that. I don't know. I don't have one of those, but it's just, uh, <laughs> They're okay too. <laughs> They're okay too. You know, but for me at this point, like I, I enjoy spending my money. So you have to, I look at things from a buyer as someone, I want to come in and spend my money. How do I want to get treated? How do I want to, how do, how, what kind of experience do I want? And I realized, you know, I would go in and I would look at items and it would be no, no, you can't return it. And I'm like, this is a $200 dress I haven't tried on. 
You know, what if it doesn't go past my waist, which has happened, you know, I've bought stuff that, oh, it's a medium and it is not a medium. Okay. It is not a size. And and then I'm stuck with it. And then I got to list it and then I have to wait and then I lose money or whatever. So I look at things from a buyer's perspective. What does the buyer, what kind of experience does the buyer want? And I would get when I would originally list things or, you know, I always get the random question, is this authentic? I literally don't even respond to them. I literally don't even respond to them because I'm, I'm okay. actually that terrible of a seller where I'm like, you know, if you go into my store and you see all these items, like I'm kind of one of those militant people. If you see my items and you see my things and you see my stuff and you're still wondering if I'm authentic, you're going to be a problem. And I don't even want to deal with this because I'm crazy. All right. <laughs> I like but it. Yeah, I, I know. Or if they send me a message, I'm, I'm like one of these, I'm also a little passive aggressive. They'll say, what are the measurements? Every single item of mine in my store, every single one, hundred percent has measurements, except for the vinyl record I have listed. Like, except for that item, everything else has, has measurements. So how do you respond? Because Molly I and I just had this exact no conversation. Way. I, I reply to them and I tell them the measurements are in the description because they haven't read my description. So if they haven't read my description, they don't know what's wrong with the item because it's probably pre-owned and there's something in there they're not going to like. You know, that's how I look at it. There's might be something in there. So I don't, I, I don't teach, I don't, uh, what is it? Condone bad behavior, right? I right. think it's bad behavior where you haven't looked at the description, go look at the description. And then if you have more questions, let me know, you yeah. know, and, and that's what I do when they sit there and they say, will this fit me? I'm a size, blah, blah, blah. I say, that's I'm my afraid. favorite. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. You know, like, do you have any pictures of you wearing it? It's like, this isn't mine. You know, <laughs> no. No, you know, like my arm will not get through this. Like, no, (laughs) we all have the same ones that come in, but I think you and I, I I try and I try and be, I try because I'm like, I'm one of those like crazy sellers. I like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not even gonna deal with this. I don't even have time to deal with this. And I know it costs, it probably costs me sales. I'm not like the person that you should ever take that kind of advice from, but I am, (laughs) I, I just, I, I, you know, some advice you should, you know, you could totally branding is good, but non-branding is not good, you know? Um, But it it really, I learned that when I, once I started branding my business and really getting serious about it, and it happened in 2016, I started going to the meetups um, in San Jose. And I really got serious about my branding, my messaging, what am I selling? Um, And if you go on my Instagram, I'm I'm a little different than most sellers. If you look, Um, you guys are actually are do the same thing. You guys talk about your products, your brand, and you talk about what you're selling. I'm, I'm not having a discussion with my, my, my Instagram is very much for my clients. If -hmm. someone's on there and then they go to my Instagram, they feel like they're buying from a store. That's, that's how I've presented myself. Mm -hmm. I want my buyers to feel like they're buying from a store. I've had people message me. Do you have this in a different size? And I say, you know, this is a one-off item. They, they think I'm an actual boutique or, or something, you know, I've had people message me saying, can I come to your place? And I, I tried to see where you're located. I want to try things on. I'm like, yeah. I yeah. you know, I'm online only. So, yeah. you know, and that it, it, it's a very, it's a good, if it's a good feeling when that happens, because then I feel like I, I I'm, they see me as a real business. Um, and not that I'm not a real business because we are real businesses, Absolutely. Um, but we're not, you know, I'm not brick and mortar and everything. So I yeah, try that is one of the things that we struggle. I mean, a lot of online businesses struggle with is how to get that legitimacy, credibility, and yeah. that credibility. And, you know, I had the luxury of having a storefront for a time. So I was able to do that. But when we went online, the transition was like a little bumpy. People were like, well, you're not really a, a, a store. You're not a store. 
you know, so dealing with that and the social media and the branding really helped with that consistency and that ability mm-hmm. to provide tr- trust with our, our customers. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I think, I think your advice with the branding and your presentation, I think everybody needs to see it. I, I really appreciate that. I know I, I watched the video where you guys did the recap because I only saw about two or three presentations. I ended up watching most of them with the recorded ones afterward because I was at work and everything for most of them. And I saw that you were like, this was the one that stuck out. And I was just like, oh my God, she did not just like, I was like, she <laughs> was a good one. And I was freaking out like in my car as I'm driving, you know, um, <laughs> That's <so>. me. <laughs> I mean, it really was. I mean, I just watched it again today just to refresh my memory on it. And I was like, God, I really need to get my my website up. Like, I don't have my website up yet. I have a, I have the domain name, but it's not up yet. And it's just one of those things I haven't gotten to yet. But it's like, I really need to do that. It, <laughs> it takes time. That's the other thing. It takes time just the way that we we do all these other things. I, people think I did mine overnight. I, I literally spent six months developing my brand. It was not an overnight thing, you know? And I tell people... My, it's like my reputation. It's like my inventory. It's like my image. All of this has been, it's been building. And a lot of it, it was trial and error, things that I would do wrong, things that I would do right. If you look, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of my Instagram, you will see what it looked like before and what it looks like now. It's a complete 180. It's, it's Uh trying, it's figuring out what we do right, what we do wrong, you know, and I came up with stylister. I was not originally the stylister. I spent three months, maybe four of coming up with that name. You know, I wasn't always the stylister and the name that I originally wanted, somebody had the Instagram and I messaged them a couple of times, like, Hey, I want to buy your Instagram handle. Can you change it? You have, you're not using it. And they never replied to me, you know? And then, so then I, I, I had to figure out a different, I had to figure out a different business name. And then I, I came up with the stylister and I, I bought the domain. And before I built it, what I had done was I had the stylister.com and it would just immediately jump to my eBay website. So you can always do that. Even if you have the domain, you can always just have it just jump to your eBay website. And I had that like that for so long before I built my website, my website took months. I use Squarespace, which is why it looks so nice. I pay about, I think it's $22 a month, which is less than a dollar a day. And it's, it's a whole, it's a pre, um, they have like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, thank you. Yeah, exactly. And then I, I, that's what I use because I am just, I'm, I'm illiterate. I'm like, okay, how can I do this? And the least amount of work and the fast amount of work. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I actually use Squarespace for my, this um, local festival that I do the webpage for. Oh, and I was, I, I only mess with it like once a year <clears throat> and I was looking, using it the other day and I was like, why have I not considered this for my website? Cause it's not that bad. You know, it's pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it is easy. And I, and that's, that's why I use it. And what advice would you give to someone just starting out? I would say I'm um, definitely get an Instagram. Uh, that's to me the most important thing. And then when you're listing your items, you know, I, I, I when you talk about branding, we'll find out your target audience. And that's, that's the biggest thing. What does your target audience like? Who is your target audience? What is their age range? And there is always, I, anytime I've talked to somebody about that, they always end up finding a bit of a pattern, whether it's mostly women, mostly men, or, you know, they, it's a little bit of everything or it's certain regions. I had, you know, I, I mentioned in my, in my branding video, most of the people that buy, and right now it's, it's actually going back. 
um, before the shutdown, before, you know, we had people were, were limited when people were, were not limited to go out, I was selling a lot of stuff in New York. I was selling a lot of stuff on the East coast, um, New Jersey, um, and, you know, just definitely Connecticut, that area, the upper East coast. And I was also selling stuff in LA. And then when the shutdowns happened, California, New York are states that really stayed, they really closed off. Florida did not, and Texas did not. And I got so much business from those states. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even talking, I'm not even touching COVID or anything like that. But what I am saying is for me, I sold in those states, like I had, and they, they kept me alive. You know, they, they did keep me alive because they were able to go out. They were able to do their own thing, especially Florida. I, my business from Florida went up, I would say tripled, easy, tripled. Wow. Yeah. Because, and I, and I realized I didn't said, wow, another Florida, another Florida. And I didn't do the, I didn't do the math until I was watching something and they were talking about how they did not shut down. And then I was like, this is why, because they're still able to go out and, and, and do their thing. And, and, you know, other States like New York was completely closed. You couldn't do much. So why would you buy an outfit or why would you buy a handbag when you can't take it out to flash it to your friends anyway? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's when the PJ and sweatpant people were making good money. <laughs> exactly. That's what, yeah. I mean, I was saying like, so for us, it was kind of the exact opposite. Yeah, we were selling sense. a lot more to the states that were locked down pretty intensely and less to the states that were open. So that's interesting. Yeah. I sold to California constantly. Oh, I mean, a lot. And that is interesting. And, and it's, it's how our businesses, every business is different and people forget that. I do, I do strongly believe that you find your image. And I tell people, even if it's your own, even if you're, you know, if, if you're a huge Jets fan, you could do, you know what I mean? Or you're a huge football fan or baseball fan or soccer fan or whatever, you could do your, your moniker to be your favorite team. If you're selling their stuff, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Or if you find something that, you know, it's, it could be your last name. It could be anything. It could be the state you're in, you know, it, it, it could be whatever. I tell people, you find something that, is not too hard for people to pronounce, doesn't have that long of a name where you can buy the domain. And that's huge too. You know, I, I, I tell everybody, make sure you can buy the domain and also make sure, you know, somebody's not going to come for you and, and kick you off because your name sounds too much like Gucci, you know, <laughs> or something right. like that. It right. needs to be something that, it, it, and you take that from there and then you work on your business, you work on your pictures, you work on creating a consistent brand. I think consistency is the biggest thing that anybody can do. You know, don't do multicolor. Like it's, it's stressful. It's stressful for me when I see like bright blue, bright red, by bright black. And then in capital letters, we do not accept returns. And I'm just like, you're shouting at me. I want you to give me the information I need. And that's it. I push customer service. I push that when you're coming in, you're, you're coming, you're going to have a good experience. I want a good experience. So I try, so it's like, if I'm not going to give a good experience, I'm like, I'm not going to reply. You know, maybe that's where I go. Maybe that's why I'm not replying. Um, But it's, um, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. I think that's what I definitely say. Um, Try and have consistent imaging with your listings. I think that's the biggest thing. Make all your listings look the same. Have your name, um, your store name, and then your um, user ID be the same. And then if you have a logo, which you can make one for free on Canva, which I actually suggest to everybody, that's probably the number one thing. Canva.com is free and they have this huge area. Like when I say over a hundred, literally over a hundred free logos, Mm -hmm. you can mess with the colors. You can mess with the words. You can mess with everything. And all of these do definitely fall within what you could sell on eBay, whether it's parts, whether it's, 
you're some hippie and you love arrows and it's like a flower on there or whatever it could be, you know, whatever imaging you want to portray yourself, that's all there. So definitely I say a consistent name, a good logo. Um, if you can do a store header, you can, I, I tell people you can, you can go online and you can find a really cool picture. Like there's free images everywhere. You know, I've seen ones, people have like a Gucci spread. I've seen ones that are random, like free people spreads, you know, and they have that as their storefront. I, I, I'm not saying you should do that or shouldn't, but if you can find one that falls within that size and then you can edit the size on Canva and I, and on my branding on my, I do, I do discuss those dimensions. I don't have them off the top of my head, but it's basically the same size as a Facebook banner. So you can do that. And that just right there, you can do it for free. And that really sets you up to looking like at least a reputable business to somebody that's just heading into your store. Right. Yeah. So, so what are you most proud that. of in your business? Um, you know, I know this sounds crazy, but um, I have a lot of support from my family. And I'm I the thing I'm most proud of is like they're proud of me. I know this sounds so cheesy. Um No, I love, I love it. it. I know. Like, I, I'm I'm really lucky. I I you know, um my dad is super supportive, my siblings are super supportive, my family members, um, my best friend's super supportive, and I have that network and them being proud of me makes me feel like I'm doing something cool. I don't know, that sounds crazy. No, I, I that's wonderful. I think that's, that's the thing that makes me, um, makes me feel good about doing this is they, 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 they're really proud of me and stuff like that. I think that's like the coolest part. That's great. Well, I'm just getting to know you and I got to tell you, I'm proud of you for the things I've watched and the things I've learned. So (laughs) thank you. Uh, I, you guys are amazing. Well, we can't thank you enough for taking this time out of your busy schedule to spend with us and to share all of your wonderful advice and information with our um, C-Chats family. That really means so much to us and so much to our listeners. So, um, and we'll reach out again 100% because I know there's more. You have so many hats that you wear that we need to sometimes pick out one specific and really, really talk about that with you too sometime in the future so any anytime anytime you guys like I said you guys are amazing I I like you guys right now are basically the one thing I'm actually streaming and I because I you know I'll listen to some podcasts some podcasts are relevant to me some you know are more interesting it just but anything that you guys have discussed it's just been it's been really good stuff so I appreciate that well thank you oh good thank you well thank you so much i hope you enjoy the rest of your evening you too you ladies enjoy it and um i can't wait to talk to you guys again all right ladies that was a lot of fun another great one i've just been so amazed at all our guests and uh their insight we've really been lucky and blessed to have a lot of these people on and sharing their their gifts with us there are just amazing people out there aren't there Mm-hmm. I, love I mean, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. The reseller community is incredible, incredibly generous, collaborative with their knowledge. And it just, it's so inspiring. I yep. think the resale, reseller community is one of the best out there. I agree. Tiffany, yeah. what were you going to say? I just love how much I learn on every one of these episodes. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just, right. I mean, I, there's well, always bringing, bringing these people, you know, for your benefit, but we're bringing them for our benefit. Like, this is really good. <laughs> well, 
we all get something out of it and it builds more relationships, you know, stronger relationships with other resellers and, and helps build our community even stronger. Um, Cause the more we get to know them and bring them on, the stronger those bonds become and the stronger the, our community of sea chats becomes. So, and you know, I got to use that as my line kids. Speaking of community, Tiffany, what's going on over there in our community? Well, um, a few weeks ago, we always do fun stuff in our community. So if you're not over there, you just need to join us. But a few weeks ago, we did a listing challenge that Molly called, Molly called Molly's List of Palooza. And that was really fun and motivating and exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we've had recently had some questions about uh, all sorts of different things, like um, people wanting advice on or um, input on consignment software. Um, people oh, and I learned some new things about consignment software too in there. I that know. was interesting. Yeah, it was very informative to read all the comments because I'm I'm planning, you know, for ahead. <laughs> I'm like thinking ahead, and um, someday the spreadsheet will be going away, and I'll be getting us some software <laughs> someday. Someday you'll graduate to that. I always um, like to say when I grow up, I'm gonna. <laughs> so when you grow up, you're gonna. My business grows up. <laughs> I like to say when I grow up, because I don't think I, I got Peter Pan syndrome. I'm not, I'm sure not getting older anymore, but the business can grow up. <laughs> right. And it's so it's so cool that we have so many people in the community willing to share their experience and the software they use. And, you know, hopefully they'll help you guide you in the right choice for your business. Yeah, it right. really is on there about other things, too, like uh, where to buy um, bags and tissues and tissue paper and all sorts of stuff like mm -hmm. that you know, some wholesale places, mm -hmm. all sorts of good information there. So I need to throw a question out about boxes. That'll be my next one. Cause I am actually going to have to bite the bullet and purchase a few. And I hate that, but I got to get some very specific sizes. So oh, drive on up here. I'll, I'll load you up. Well, <laughs> you can bring them down. I got <laughs> way more boxes way? than I will ever need to use right now. <laughs> I'll have to send you an order then. I was actually thinking I needed to go down there and send some of them to recycling because it's a little bit more than I need. Well, maybe I'll send you an order. That's what I'll do. I'll put an order <laughs> in. This is what I need. You got anything in these sizes? <laughs> well, you saw over in, on social media how I posted, how I redid my uh, shipping room. I yeah. had a, what I called, and some of you saw in my video, uh, tower of boxes that really just threatened me every day, like looming over me, literally looming over me, <laughs> mentally, physically. Um, and I went ahead and took care of that. Oh, it just feel good. Feels good when you do it right. So good. You should see, you know, the video we did about our organization and our plate. We each did our own storage areas back in the in one of the episodes. And that Nick shoe tower that he started, the Lego shoe tower of boxes, mm -hmm. is like up to the ceiling now. Like oh, you're gonna have to post that on social media this week so people like, can see where it is um, now. Four deep, four deep and all the way up to the, what, I think we have nine foot ceilings or something. Need, I don't we know. We need to do an update because, of course, my whole situation changed. Because you moved. Yeah. I need, I, I'm planning a whole video on that, but I always feel like it's not quite video ready. Like, so I always hesitate. <laughs> Throwing it out there. there ready. Then yeah. just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Molly give that episode last? Did give that advice? Recently. Recently. 
Yeah, recently she gave that advice. Just do it. Just <clears throat> do it. Just it's never going to be perfect. I, that's I, you got to learn it. It's hard. I still have a hard time because I got to. I like to have it all lined up, but I know I can't. There's a few things I need to fix first. That's how I got <laughs> so many listings done for Lista Palooza. I had to let go of the perfectionist and just do it, and it mm -hmm. got done, and that was that. So anyway. Y'all, this has been another great get together. I love it every time we have an episode. I love it when we do it. Um, can't wait for the next one. For all of you that have not yet subscribed, you know you need to. Can you believe there are going to be people out there that haven't? What? No. No. What? what? <laughs> subscribe here. Podcast. If you're a podcaster, make sure you subscribe. Download those episodes. Give us some feedback. Give us some um, 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 ratings. Rate us, please. Mm -hmm. We like it, especially on Apple, iTunes, mm -hmm. podcast, please. Um, but if you click that little button, ring that little bell on YouTube so that you get. I mean, you do not want to miss out when we drop a new episode. You, if you click the bell, you'll get an alert uh, either when we go live, which we're doing a little more frequently now, or. Oh. Um, when we drop a new episode and that way you'll be in the know. So ring that bell, ding that bell, get mm -hmm. yourself, get yourself in the know, share with your other selling friends so they can be a part. Let us know if you're interested in being a part of one of our C chats, um, spotlights, we'd love to hear from you. And of course mm -hmm. we always are looking for questions. If you're looking for all ways to connect with us, just head over to consignmentchats.com. That's the best place to find all the platforms where we throw our pretty faces. <laughs> all right, ladies, until next week. Cheers. I'm going to give you my lipstick side. Cheers. Thanks for joining Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of consignment chats, as we talked about all things consignment. To learn more and keep chatting, find consignment chats on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and Instagram.